Good morning. This is Two Drinks Deep with Tassin and Mana. We are two girls in our early 20s just trying to make sense of the world while living in New York. We want to inspire our listeners to think deeper about the world around us. Tune in every Tuesday as we give our toasty takes on celebrity stories, influencer tea, and our own life experiences. Grab your drinks and join us. This is Two Drinks Deep. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome to our first episode of our podcast, to see how you're feeling. I'm excited and honestly kind of nervous, but mostly excited. How about you? I'm so excited to start. So I guess before we start, we should probably introduce ourselves. Tassin, why don't you go first? Um, hi, guys. I'm Tassin. I'm a sophomore studying marketing at a business school here in New York City, Mana. Um, I'm a junior, actually, and I'm also I'm studying econ, actually, at the same business school. I'm just really excited to be here. I guess before we even delve into anything, we should probably talk about how we met and why we decided to start this podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, so you and I actually met through a mutual friend, literally at the library. Such yeah. a cliche college story, but we <laughs> literally met at the library uh, in the hallway waiting outside for a study room. Mm, yeah and um our mutual friend introduced us and we had like a five ten minute conversation and we just really connected and both love to discuss like things going on in the world so we were like why not put it into reality and make a podcast out of it for sure it It also helped that we like had common interests and we were like genuinely friends first before any of this happened which is always good for sure for sure i think very like friendly chemistry which is really important and yeah, I think we just get along, which I love. So that's why we always, decided to start this. Yeah. Always having good bants. Banter. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I know that you had an activity in mind that we were gonna Yeah, do. you know it'd be fun. What would be fun? Um, what if we went and gave our hot takes on a few like recent events that's happened to give everyone kind of a taste of what's to come? That sounds interesting. I like that. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Um, I can go first. Okay. Okay. Uh, hot take. Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos is going to be for women what Jordan Belfer or like Frank Abagnale is to men. Okay. Why don't you explain who Elizabeth Holmes is just in case no one knows? I definitely have said this a few different times and my friends of mine are like, Tessine, who is Elizabeth Holmes? <laughs> She's a Stanford dropout and she started this, uh, startup called Theranos which essentially was to um uh be able to like take a pinprick of your blood and test it for rare genetic diseases and she got a lot of VCs uh, uh venture capitalists for those of you who don't know and um just a lot of investors to like invest in her idea and then essentially she wasn't able to deliver on the product is the take that I'm taking on it other people might disagree and call her a fraud um, which is an opinion they are entitled to. Uh, I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree with that. I want to leave that up to you guys. Uh, I think it's really interesting if you read up on her. But essentially, she got taken to court on 11 different charges, uh, most of them w- which are fraudulent related. Yeah, I just think the same way Jordan Belfort was kind of glorified, in a sense, for his wrongdoings and how he scammed people. And you could argue that Elizabeth Holmes is also scamming people here. But 
they're essentially taking money from extremely wealthy people yeah. and using it to their own benefit. So the, I'm pre- Netflix, I'm pretty sure, has already started making a movie in the works. Like, it's a whole thing already. I, I Literally, the trial ended less than two weeks ago. It's so crazy. No, but Netflix yeah. gets on it. Like, once there's some sort of trial... I swear to God, their writers are already in the room like, okay, how do we make money out of this? (laughs) Like anything can happen. But you think, I have a question for you. Do you think that it might be perceived differently because she's a girl? You know, that's a really good question. Um, I think it could be taken either way because I think for like Twitter, this will be like a very big pop culture moment. Um, In terms of like women, I think this will be like our Ocean's 8 again in terms of like maybe a crime movie or like a white collar crime movie. Gotcha. This will be like that adjacent sort of a like Wolf of Wall Street is like finance guys like oh this will be God. the finance woman's Wolf of Wall Street. Um, and as a woman at a business school who's very invested, yeah, I'm not saying she's my icon, but what I am saying is that you know, girl, girls got an interesting story. But yeah, and I think you know there is something to be said about the public kind of rooting for of of a fraudster at this point because you know i mean she's what she's giving really really wealthy people out of their money the general public like opinion right now is kind of like eat the rich you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so i feel like this kind of story is definitely going to blow up on twitter now i think there's definitely going to be a like a crowd of guys who are going to be like giving her sexist criticism which is bound to happen with any female story but i think there will be just as many women who kind of take her like a cool crime story i don't know we'll see what happens that's a cool take i guess like we can bounce off each other um i don't know if it's that much of a take but it's something that i've been thinking for a while Mm -hmm. which is that a lot of tiktokers who kind of represent the city i feel like they glorify the city in a sense like a lot of them and i don't want to put out names there because love all of them still watch all of them but they do put on a facade of the city making it seem a certain way which isn't applicable to like 98 percent of the population i think that's a big issue because i feel like when people hear about you know new york city they're like oh my god american dream like gonna go there gonna make it and obviously it is that way but i think people don't understand how difficult it really can be if you don't have opportunity like it's it's a freaking jungle out there like alicia Keys says concrete jungle what dreams are made of (laughs) it's super competitive like everyone has this which is something i love about the city because i'm a very competitive everyone has this drive attitude and it's like you have to make it if you're doing 10 percent, like your neighbor's gonna do 20 you're gonna want to do 40 like it's always um to even get a percentage of wealth that a lot of people from outside of the states come into New York and just kind of adhere because of their parents' money and stuff like that. That's not what it is in reality, if that makes sense. Because I was just going through TikToks and I was like, I do not brunch every single Friday with my girlfriends because my wallet would be broke, you know? And like, I don't spend $80 a night going to restaurants because again, for a lot of New Yorkers, that's not possible for them or that's just not you know it's like not reality for them in a sense yeah i think i'd like to add to that though um you're absolutely correct there are way too many wealthy individuals in the city who glorify it and act like you can go to brunch every weekend when that it's just realistically not what occurs 
mm-hmm. um, especially if you freshly move here. Absolutely not. I've lived here for this July. It'll be two years. I've I've yet to go to one of those rooftop places and do a brunch. I've lived here for two years now, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I will. I do want to shout out a couple of like authentic TikTokers, though, if that's cool, because like yeah. I, I don't I don't want to call anyone out for their bad behavior, but I do want to give credit where credit is due. Um, Dutch Deck and uh, Tara Ronnie are a couple of my favorite New York City TikTokers um, because they're well. Tara Ronnie is a queer person of color who lives in Brooklyn, and she her TikTok she's hilarious. First of all. Gotta just say, she's hilarious, and her content is so realistic as to, like, what it's genuinely like living in New York. Same thing goes for Dutch Deck. Um, He works multiple jobs, which is literally the reality. Like, I cannot fathom having, like, one job while living here. It's insane. Um, If you've ever taken even a glance at the New York real estate market, you'd know, like, having one job and then affording to live here is just not realistic and he does a very good job of highlighting that and highlighting like affordable housing and like advocating for native new yorkers which i also like i think goes back to what you were saying like we don't go to brunch every weekend that's not realistic i think there's something to be said about like people who come from like the south or from california from extremely wealthy parents who come into the city don't go past like I don't know, 23rd Street, but that's not the reality every single day. Like you don't come here and immediately start going to New York Fashion Week and start going to, you know, becoming a model and all these opportunities. Like it is an uphill battle for a normal middle class New Yorker, you know, so it's a city and we're both going through it. Like we're college students. I don't know. Like, I mean, you freshly moved here and like I moved back here in 2018 and, you know, it, it takes a lot to be able to do that. So not saying you can't. Hopefully in the future we will. Fingers crossed. But Obviously it is, it's not impossible. And to the New Yorkers not. and to the influencers who are able to afford this, I have no doubt they work very hard. For sure. I just want to make that clear. I, I'm sure it is hard to like genuinely think of like content ideas that aren't boring and be entertaining mm-hmm. and, and have camera presence and be interesting. All that stuff is genuinely difficult. I have no doubt. But like to paint that as reality and to just tell people that like, they too can do it if they just believe that's just not realistic right yeah it's but yeah that's my take let's let's do another one of yours oh okay i think it's so insensitive how like obviously tablets have never been very politically correct until they're like absolutely ripped to shreds but i think it's really insensitive how people talk about like has kylie had her baby yet And it has the same energy as, like, those intensely misogynistic tabloids going after women's bodies. Like, Mm -hmm. this is, like, the 2022 version of that. And I I really, it bothers me a lot. Because I can't imagine being in your early 20s, having your second child. And regardless of what you think about Kylie Jenner, whether you think she's a good person or a bad person, I don't care. I have my opinions on her as well. I'm sure everyone does. But... My thing is, she's a person at the end of the day. And if she wants this to be a private process away from public scrutiny, she is very well afforded that right. And to me, it does not sit right with me that people are speculating about her having a child. Like, it, it, that's just a private, intimate part of your life, you know? Like, mm-hmm. even even when couples, like, in your personal life, like, when, you know, they 
receive news that they're conceiving a child, they wait like three or four months before telling even like their friends. And mm-hmm. and you're you're expecting this public figure to just pop out and be like, yeah, I had my baby. Like, oh my god, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I do have my opinions about the Kardashians. Um, Which you're entitled to. And yeah. I would like to make that clear. I'm not saying Kylie's good or bad here. But what right. I am saying is this particular action is just egregiously morally misaligned, in my opinion. No, yeah, I can I can agree with you on that. Because I do feel like pregnancy is such a beautiful thing. And if it's something, especially bodies, if it's something that you want to keep private, whether you're a public figure, whether you've given over 99% of your life over to the internet that is your right like you are fostering a child you're fostering a life inside of you and you go through many things when you're pregnant and you go through many bodily changes and that might be something that she doesn't want you know blasted all over the internet and even like there was a tiktok that went viral which i'll admit i found very amusing which was the person who discovered that she was pregnant like the whole nails thing um but if that had happened to me i would have been very you know felt very um invaded um, I think we just need to be a little bit more sensitive in this aspect. So I agree with you on that 100% for sure. Yeah. And like, I was literally like, you know, those little Snapchat uh, news story things like Daily e- Mail, e- mm-hmm. Daily Mail, E yeah. News. They're like, has Kylie had her baby yet? Yeah. She is a young 20 something experiencing a life altering thing, having a second child. Like, even I, as, like, a 19-year-old, can understand the gravity of that. Like, why are you guys, as huge media companies, not able to, like, recognize what kind of image that gives you, you know? Yeah, they don't care. Whatever makes the most money. And even us talking about it means they've done their job. Like, all Honestly, they and it, it's put just... it in your radar. And, and, to those, and to those people who are going to be like, oh, but she's, like, a public figure. She puts her life out there anyway. I'm allowed to have my opinion on it. You're allowed to have an opinion on what she puts out, not what she doesn't, you know? I like that. I like that way you put it because people do use that as an excuse where they're like, oh, she put everything out online, so might as well. But if she hasn't put it out yet, it's probably because she doesn't want it out. Precisely. So why would you have an opinion on that? You know, to me, it feels very, very disrespectful on all fronts. I don't care if she's a bad person. That's just straight up disrespectful, Mm -hmm. regardless of what you think of her. Yeah, I know. I think you're completely right. I guess segueing to our last point, I want to talk about cancel culture because I remember having an argument with my sister a few weeks ago, which got kind of heated, where I had said that cancel culture is going way too far. I think that nowadays it's more just about canceling the person rather than letting them learn. And I feel like canceling someone doesn't really do anything if they're not learning anything from it. Granted, it depends on what they did. What are your opinions about that? I mean, for me, I saw this YouTuber talking about it, and I, I think she embodies my views the most. Um, mm-hmm. Smoky Glow on YouTube was talking about accountability culture rather than cancel culture. Right. I think I don't want to straight up cancel people as much as I want to actually hold people accountable. Like, what's canceling going to do? Like, when people try to, like, cancel each other, I just think that's, like, straight up stupid because it's, like, If you don't like someone, don't subscribe to them. You know, obviously, I'm not a perfect person, but I just try to live by my values. If you think someone doesn't deserve your time or effort, don't put it in. It's really not that difficult, you know? 
Or, like, if you don't like Kylie, don't follow her on Instagram. Cancel culture is not, like, Twitter makes it out to be this whole thing. And it's, like, just, I think it's just live by your values and hold people accountable. And I think cancel culture and trying to say people are, like, blatantly good or bad. I've done some pretty crappy things in my life. I don't think I'm a bad person for that. I certainly don't think I'm a good person, maybe, at all times. But I try to do the best I can. I think most people are like that as well. I would say 99% of people, just somewhere in between good and bad, you know? For sure. And I think cancel culture puts people in this box of like, this person is good, this person is bad. No one is completely ethical. Some of my favorite YouTubers do Shein hauls. I just don't watch the Shein hauls because I don't buy stuff on Shein because I don't yeah. support fast fashion. But again, I'm living by my values as the most you can ask of me. And that's the most I can ask of you or of anyone. Cancel culture, mm-hmm. like, enforces this, like, polarizing view of like you're either you support them or you don't like and people when they try to cancel james charles for example like do you remember what happened and everybody like when the whole tati situation happened like it was like yeah and everybody just watched his subscriber count drop like it was like it was like a weird black mirror episode playing out in real life i think with the internet especially nowadays since you're hiding behind you know a computer or a phone or a social media account it's a lot easier for people to just hate on you and just jump on the hate train. I mean, I don't remember whether it was 2016 or 2017 that Taylor got canceled. And it was like, why are we canceling Taylor Swift? And literally most people were like, oh, I was just following what everyone else was doing because of one phone call she had with Kim and Kanye. I think it was a whole thing. I have no idea what the details are. But um, especially TikTokers, like if they make mistakes, suddenly I was like, oh, you're canceled. And when everyone's trying to move on, you'll see people in the comments like bringing back up past mistakes they had made and just kind of put yourself in their shoes. Imagine if you had made a mistake and now every time you try to move on, you're constantly reminded. I think it's a big thing. I don't think it'll go away, but I think people will get tired of cancel culture and they'll also realize that it doesn't work. Like it's hard to cancel people, especially people with a lot of, in- like you cannot cancel the Kardashians. Like, I'm sorry. No matter how much, like, I have my opinions about them, you don't like them or like them, you just can't because they have so much influence. Um, And even when you do, quote unquote, cancel people, they're always going to come back, you know, because that's just what humans do. And you can't take one mistake and place it on who they are as a person. So even humor is kind of broken now because you can't joke about certain things. And obviously, it's great that we've come to that point where it's like, okay, this is okay and this is not okay. But sometimes it goes a bit far. Just know your audience, I guess. Yeah, know your know your audience and keep your values. Like, mm-hmm. cancel culture is only as strong as you let it. Like, yeah. I feel like when I was in high school, I was a lot more, like, on the bandwagon. Like, I remember when the James and Tati situation happened. I was, I literally, I feel like it was, it was so dramatic. Like, I feel like anyone who's, like, on the internet chronically, like, just knows what they were doing when the video dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I came home from school that day and I saw that Tati had uploaded a video <laughs> and I sat down to watch it. And then my friend and I literally like, we were texting back and forth like, oh my God, what did James do? And like Tati released the video and she said all this stuff. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then when James dropped his response video, all of a sudden Tati's, subs- and it, it was ridiculous. And I think, you know, it is, so imperative especially in today's like media scape to remember that like these are just people at the end of the day like they're they're just beefing as friends do like it's um you know it it just it is what it is and 
think people take it too seriously and take it too far. Like, quite frankly, I don't watch either of them anymore. I've grown out of their content, kind of. Like, you know, and it it happens. And I, I cancel culture, it, it's just ridiculous. Like, I feel like when I was younger, like, it was, it was like a whole thing. When I, when I say younger, I mean, like, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, as you, as you get older, and I think, you know, this is something we have to keep in mind is, like, the younger generation kind of grows up with the internet because we kind of got the internet as kids but the internet is all they've ever known yeah you know which is like which is a huge difference and um and as the people who are the kind of the last people to get the internet fresh and not be born into it i think there's a lot to be done in terms of cancel culture and just not just being anti-cancel culture and being pro-accountability culture live your values guys you know yeah, like, and I see the contrast with me and my little sister because sometimes she'll come in and she's like, oh my God, have you seen that TikTok? And I'm like, what TikTok? And she's like, this person like did this, this and that. And then I'll be like, okay. And they're like, and she'll be like, oh my God, they're getting a ton of hate. And I'm like, okay, are you adding to that? And she'll be like, well, yeah, I left a comment or two. And I'm like, if you don't like them, just unfollow them. Like, you don't have to, you know, just unfollow them. And she's like, no, but I want to say what I think. And I'm like, but if you don't like their content, just unfollow them just block them like I don't support certain celebrities I don't follow them and that aspect is just so foreign to her where she's like oh I can just block and not think about them anymore like I don't have to constantly put my opinion in someone's content like comments um which I think is crazy no for sure and I think you know to kind of wrap it up I guess um I I for sure agree with you I just think I sound like a broken record, but accountability culture over cancel culture. Like, I've always lived by that. Like, even when I first did Instagram, like, I never left a public comment unless I felt very, very strongly. And when I say very, very strongly, I mean, like, positively strongly. Like, if it was something negative, I just kept scrolling. I just Mm -hmm. simply would not comment because I was so scared because it's been so ingrained into me that, like, someday I'm going to be like an employed individual. And when I am, they're going to do a background check on me. And God forbid, and a potential employer of mine sees like a negative comment. I I, I don't, I, I don't know what I would say, you know, like I, what, how do I explain that 14 year old me just felt very strongly about a Tumblr post? I'm not yeah. going to do that, you know? So I just never left negative comments growing up. And I think that's a lost concept of kids nowadays. Like, my brother's the same way. He has, like, such strong opinions about things. And I'm like, just discuss them with people in person. Like, you don't have to write stuff online. And yeah. the only only comments I ever really leave online are my positive ones. And if I have negative feelings towards something, I talk about it with a friend in real life. And I just unfollow or block or keep scrolling as one does. Yeah, I think most of... I've never left a hate comment because for me, the balls it takes to put a hate comment... I guess I'm on the fence about it because it's just like either you're very cowardly or it's like you're so sure that your opinion matters when it doesn't. The only comments I've ever left are like under Sean Mendes's posts. And like if a celebrity I know looks like really pretty or something, I'll like leave hard eyes, but never a hate comment because that's just not who I am. So you're brave for that. I don't even leave thirsty comments. Well, <laughs> I was obsessed with Sean. Like, well, I still am, but like it was at his peak in 2018 i think when uh, not 2017 and every single time he'd post i'd leave like hearts under his comments it was ridiculous braver than the marines oh my god yeah, and i don't want people to know my taste 
<laughs> so it's I would just everyone know. knew. Everyone knows that I like Sean and like I'm never gonna meet him. I possibly like, queen. I'm saying I'm never gonna meet him, but in my head I'm like, I'm gonna meet him. You're so um, bold. Yeah. You go. If that happens, I know exactly what post I need to go to and leave those comments. And it's just, you know. It's okay. It's, You're it's already like, on it. Yeah. So, but yeah. Okay. That was a really interesting discussion, I think. Sean, if you want to be featured on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about, I'm like, hey, we're two very different people who became friends, who have opinions on things. And the more opinions, the more interesting the conversation. So if you ever want to be featured on our podcast, just DM us on Instagram and we will make that happen. You know, now with like Zoom and everything, it's a lot easier to just have people on there are topics that you want to talk about dm us and we'll literally talk about it with you i think that's it right to see yes thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week bye Bye. for more episodes and content follow us on instagram and spotify at two drinks deep if you'd like to be featured on our podcast or have a topic you want to hear our takes on dm us on instagram see you guys next tuesday here at two drinks deep